Aloha, everyone. I am Joan St. Joseph. I am here to introduce you to Soul of Tarot. If you're on my page or in our group, you already know about us. But I figured it'd be fun to introduce it again to those who are unfamiliar with it and so that you can let other people know what the Soul of Tarot is about. I say Tarot, some people say Tarot, some people say Tarot. Lots of different ways to say this word. But what we're talking about are these types of decks. These types of decks generally have 78 cards. A few produced in 2000 or a little bit after 2000 may have 79 cards. And they have a specific story that they tell. They encompass the, the journey of the fool is the best way to explain it. When teaching this course, what we do is we don't memorize any cards. We don't look at the fool and be like, oh, the fool means X, Y, and Z, and you have to memorize that so that when you're reading these cards, then you're trying to remember what was said or what they mean. Because in my observation, this takes you out of using your intuition to really hone in on the meaning of the card for the person that you're reading, whether that be yourself or a friend or a client. What we wanna learn how to do is use these cards as a target and they will help us start a reading. Once you become proficient, what happens is you start with the cards and then the information will come. Sometimes you will need to add cards in order to give clarity to something if you're not getting it completely clearly. But most of the time, you'll be able to just take off from there. And that's why when giving a reading or getting a reading, if you think you know the cards that you're seeing, to then ask the reader, oh, what does this card mean? What does this card mean? Totally breaks the process. So you don't want to do that. In Soul of Tarot, the first thing we do is we go through the cards and we look at different elements that you find in each card, such as color, number, if there's any kind of an astrological connection with it. Uh, then we look at what else, what symbolism is in that card. So like you have the elements, you have swords, pentacles, wands, and I'm having bad, bad brain days lately. Swords, pentacles, wands, and cups. Of course, I forget the, the one that is emotion. We look at these different symbols and what the symbols might possibly mean. And each of us creates our own library of what we believe those symbols mean. But that we're putting into our subconscious so that when we do a reading for someone, it comes quickly. We're not sitting there thinking about, oh, what does this mean? I know a seven means something, what does it mean? As soon as you see it, the first thing you see on the card is the first thing you start talking about. And you allow the flow of spirit and your guides to give you the information that you need to give a good psychic intuitive reading. Can anybody do this? In my experience, most people can, but not everyone. 
So if you're the type of person who overanalyzes everything and has to keep questioning yourself, this may be a more difficult way to learn this. However, it may also help you break through that kind of mind noise that stops you from really utilizing your own intuition. Using our own intuition helps us in so many ways. So learning the deck in this way and learning how to read cards or tap into your intuition helps us in business, in relationships, and just moving through the world in a much easier manner. Does that mean that we don't have any problems? Of course not. What it means is the way that we deal with things and our expectations of things is a little bit different. Because maybe when things are going wrong, we can see through to the other side, or we can see what gift it brings to us, even though it's a very difficult period of time. These are all gifts that we can gain through learning the Tarot. If you're having a hard business decision to make, you pull a card, glance at it, and the first things that come into your mind, you write them down and you see where it takes you. Oftentimes, what we feel is important, what we feel is really impacting us, like our jobs, may not actually be the source of the frustration or may not be the source of the issue. It could be something in family or in a relationship or maybe something coming back up from our past that we're not recognizing. The cards can help you open this up. When I teach the Soul Tarot, the deck that I like to use the most is the Rider Waite deck. The Rider Waite is the original deck utilizing all these different types of mythologies and symbolisms. So that is one of the more inclusive decks. Once you learn the Rider Waite, you will be able to take your knowledge from this course and learn any deck. So one of my favorite decks is the Angels Tarot cards by uh, Rodley and Valentine, beautiful deck. I use it very often, but I also use different Oracle decks. So my main reading deck, and you can tell it's well used, is my Oracle, the Triad. I've used the same deck since 1995, and its symbolism is much more sparse than that of the Tarot deck, but because I'm not looking to the card to give me the whole story, but just simply to start the conversation with spirit, I find this deck extremely accurate and useful. You can also use the gifts that you're going to learn and hone in this course to read any other type of deck, whether it be an oracle deck, healing cards, you could really use it for anything moving forward. And it gives you an excellent foundation to move forward if this is something that you would like to have in your life. I teach Soul of Tarot as a five to six week course. It depends on if the students, how quickly we want to move along and how in depth they want to get because at the end of the course an addendum is the ethics of divination where we go into 
the way to deliver news to people and how to say things so that you're being heard, how to really listen, how to deal with, with clients who are a little bit difficult, like the type of person who will keep asking you the same question because you're not giving them the answer they want. So if you're interested in becoming more of a, a professional or someone who's going to use this more with others, Ethics of Divination is an excellent add-on, whether you're going to be using Tarot or some of your other psychic senses, even as a Reiki healer or anything of that nature. Ethics of Tarot is good for anyone hoping to be professional or simply interested in the ethics involved with delivering this type of material. That being said, I also offer the course simply as videos so you can go at your own pace. I don't really like to do it that way unless someone is a little bit advanced because the interaction amongst the students and with myself helps the person to really open up with their intuition. Otherwise, when you're doing it by yourself, you kind of question yourself, there's nobody to bounce off of. The bonus though is on Facebook, I have a page called Soul of Tarot where you can go and discuss things with people who are also interested in Tarot. If you're a student of mine and you've learned Tarot from me using this course, there is a private group called Soul of Tarot where I do post different videos and things for you so that you can have ongoing knowledge, you can interact with other people who learned the same way that you did, and so that you can practice with one another in privacy, as private as you can be on Facebook. This all being said, I have offered my classes online for as long as I can remember, like as soon as Skype was invented and we had YouTube and things, I started doing things online because I have lived across the United States and I do have clients all over the world. So in order to accommodate that, it was much easier to go online. So this is not something that's new for me. The technology, although it's always changing, is not necessarily new for me either. I have a few more minutes before I have a client. So I wanna show you very quickly one of the things that, that we do to give you a taste of the class. Of course, it's different when there are other people in the class because I really like everyone to participate. Everyone has a different background. Everyone has a different point of view. So what I see as one thing, you may see as something different. And getting all those different points of view helps you expand your horizon. This card is the Chariot. It is card number seven in the Rider Waite deck. And as we look at this card and we look at all the detail there, what we generally do is start at the top and in the front of the card and then we move back and down. So the first thing we see is the number. The number is seven. Seven is the number of harmony. It's a number of balance. It could be that you're finally finding balance or that this is the card of looking for balance depending on where it falls. The background is yellow. 
what does yellow mean? Take a second, take a deep breath, close your eyes, and what are the words that come to your mind when you think of yellow? Yellow is associated with things such as intelligence and being bright and sunlight and happiness. And at the same time, being yellow means that you're a chicken or you're afraid that there's, it's the color of cowardice. So how can you look at yellow and it's got these two very opposing meanings? That's why we're using our intuition. Because in one reading, you might be looking at this and telling someone that they need to overcome their cowardice. And in another, you may be looking at this and telling someone that they're gonna have a bright idea that's gonna to come to fruition. Every time you read your cards, your meanings are gonna change depending on the situation and the person and their placement. So there's a lot going on. Then as we move down the card, we see that he's in the chariot. I mean, that's the name of the card, but look at the chariot. It kind of looks like, first thing that comes to mind, he looks like he's on a stage. And if you look at the way he's dressed and the way he's standing there, he kind of looks like he is making some kind of a, uh, a show of it. When we look at his clothes, we see that he has many different symbols in his clothing. So the first thing, the most obvious thing is that he looks like he's dressed for battle. He has like an armor plate on, his arms are covered, he's got this skirt on. If we look closer, we see that the skirt has all these different astrological symbols on it. We also see uh, planetary symbols. We look at his arms and the way they're dressed, that almost looks like the sea. It's kind of interesting looking. It's like, is he Titan? Who's he supposed to be? There's not a lot of water around, although there is water in the background. Then we look and we see he has moons on either of his shoulders. One is smiling, one is not. Again, this is telling you this may be something theatrical. We look at the curtains and they're filled with stars. Stars can mean dreaminess, reaching for something, reaching for the stars. We move further down and we see that it's kind of interesting the way he is contained in his chariot. He kind of disappears. It's not like the chariot's in front of him. It's almost like he's encased in it. He's standing still. He's holding a scepter and his other hand is just resting. We see that there are no reins that go to these two sphinx. The sphinx are opposite colors, black and white, the subconscious and the conscious feminine and masculine, severe, severity and mercy. Then we look behind him and we see there is water between him and the castle and the, the town behind him. Is he protecting it? Is he trying to get out of it? We see that because he does not have reins, how is he gonna control his sphinx? And are they really pulling his chariot? As we answer all these questions, 
we then are given more and more opportunity to dig into the card and what its meaning is. We learn about symbolism, like the sun with the wings. It's a, a symbol of triumph. It means you can overcome anything that comes your way. It is the sun god, Ra. It's also Mercury. Then we have the little symbol there. And I'll let you guess that one for yourself. As you can see, if we really wanted to, we can go more into depth in this card. What we're going to do is have a basic knowledge of the meaning of the card as we see it and what each piece represents. So as we move forward and we see like there are other cards with yellow in the background, what does that mean? Now we already learned about yellow. We're looking for symbolism. We're looking for stories. By the end of the course, as I said, you're able to read any deck that you want. So on the last day, generally what we do is we read for one another. I sometimes bring in old students. And we will also bring in like friends and relatives to get free readings from the students. And at that time, you can read any deck that you want. You don't have to use the Rider Waite. If you would like more information, please visit me on Facebook at Soul of Tarot, my page. My name is Geraldine St. Joseph. My website is GeraldineStJoseph.com, G-E-R-A-L-Y-N, Geraldine, S-T-J-O-S-E-P-H.com. I have lots of classes and lots of exciting things for you. If you're interested in helping me and supporting me in making more videos, I also am on Patreon. And I am associated with Paris Study here in Pennsylvania. Many blessings, stay safe, stay healthy, and remember to always use your intuition. Mahalo. Aloha, everyone. I am Joan St. Joseph. I am here to introduce you to Soul of Tarot. If you're on my page or in our group, you already know about us. But I figured it'd be fun to introduce it again to those who are unfamiliar with it and so that you can let other people know what the Soul of Tarot is about. I say Tarot, some people say Tarot, some people say Tarot. Lots of different ways to say this word, but what we're talking about are these types of decks. These types of decks generally have 78 cards. A few produced in 2000 or a little bit after 2000 may have 79 cards. And they have a specific story that they tell. They encompass the, the journey of the fool is the best way to explain it. When teaching this course, what we do is we don't memorize any cards. We don't look at the fool and be like, oh, the fool means X, Y, and Z, and you have to memorize that so that when you're 
reading these cards, then you're trying to remember what was said or what they mean. Because in my observation, this takes you out of using your intuition to really hone in on the meaning of the card for the person that you're reading, whether that be yourself or a friend or a client. What we wanna learn how to do is use these cards as a target and they will help us start a reading. Once you become proficient, what happens is you start with the cards and then your the information will come. Sometimes you will need to add cards in order to give clarity to something if you're not getting it completely clearly. But most of the time, you'll be able to just take off from there. And that's why when giving a reading or getting a reading, if you think you know the cards that you're seeing, to then ask the reader, oh, what does this card mean? What does this card mean? Totally breaks the process. So you don't want to do that. In Soul of Tarot, the first thing we do is we go through the cards and we look at different elements that you find in each card, such as color, number, if there's any kind of an astrological connection with it. Uh, then we look at what else, what symbolism is in that card. So like you have the elements, you have swords, pentacles, wands, and I'm having bad, bad brain games lately. Swords, pentacles, wands, and cups. Of course, I forget the, the one that is emotion. We look at these different symbols and what the symbols might possibly mean. And each of us creates our own library of what we believe those symbols mean. But that we're putting into our subconscious so that when we do a reading for someone, it comes quickly. We're not sitting there thinking about, oh, what does this mean? I know a seven means something. What does it mean? As soon as you see it, the first thing you see on the card is the first thing you start talking about. And you allow the flow of spirit and your guides to give you the information that you need to give a good psychic intuitive reading. Can anybody do this? In my experience, most people can, but not everyone. So if you're the type of person who overanalyzes everything and has to keep questioning yourself, this may be a more difficult way to learn this. However, it may also help you break through that kind of mind noise that stops you from really utilizing your own intuition. Using our own intuition helps us in so many ways. So learning the deck in this way and learning how to read cards or tap into your intuition helps us in business, in relationships, and just moving through the world in a much easier manner. Does that mean that we don't have any problems? Of course not. What it means is the way that we deal with things and our expectations of things is a little bit different. Because maybe when things are going wrong, we can see through to the other side, or we can see what gift it brings to us, even though it's a very difficult period of time. These are all gifts that we can gain through learning the Tarot. 
if you're having a hard business decision to make, you pull a card, glance at it, and the first things that come into your mind, you write them down and you see where it takes you. Oftentimes what we feel is important, what we feel is really impacting us, like our jobs, may not actually be the source of the frustration or may not be the source of the issue. It could be something in family or in a relationship or maybe something coming back up from our past that we're not recognizing. The cards can help you open this up. When I teach the Soul Tarot, the deck that I like to use the most is the Rider Waite deck. The Rider Waite is the original deck utilizing all these different types of mythologies and symbolisms. So that is one of the more inclusive decks. Once you learn the Rider Waite, you will be able to take your knowledge from this course and learn any deck. So one of my favorite decks is the Angels Tarot Cards by uh, Rodley and Valentine. Beautiful deck. I use it very often. But I also use different Oracle decks. So my main reading deck, and you can tell it's well used, is my Oracle the Triad. I've used the same deck since 1995. And its symbolism is much more sparse than that of the Tarot deck. But because I'm not looking to the card to give me the whole story, but just simply to start the conversation with spirit, I find this deck extremely accurate and useful. You can also use the gifts that you're going to learn and hone in this course to read any other type of deck, whether it be an oracle deck, healing cards, you could really use it for anything moving forward. And it gives you an excellent foundation to move forward if this is something that you would like to have in your life. I teach Soul of Tarot as a five to six week course. It depends on if the students, how quickly we wanna move along and how in depth they want to get because at the end of the course an addendum is the ethics of divination where we go into the way to deliver news to people and how to say things so that you're being heard how to really listen how to deal with with clients who are a little bit difficult like the type of person who will keep asking you the same question because you're not giving them the answer they want so if you're interested in becoming more of a, a professional or someone who's going to use this more with others, Ethics of Divination is an excellent add-on, whether you're going to be using Tarot or some of your other psychic senses, even as a Reiki healer or anything of that nature. Ethics of Tarot is good for anyone hoping to be professional or simply interested in the ethics involved with delivering this type of material. That being said, I also offer the course simply as videos, so you can go at your own pace. I don't really like to do it that way unless someone is a little bit advanced because the interaction amongst the students and with myself 
helps the person to really open up with their intuition. Otherwise, when you're doing it by yourself, you kind of question yourself, there's nobody to bounce off of. The bonus though is on Facebook, I have a page called Soul of Tarot where you can go and discuss things with people who are also interested in Tarot. If you're a student of mine and you've learned Tarot from me using this course, there is a private group called Soul of Tarot where I do post different videos and things for you so that you can have ongoing knowledge, you can interact with other people who learned the same way that you did, and so that you can practice with one another in privacy, as private as you can be on Facebook. This all being said, I have offered my classes online for as long as I can remember. Like as soon as Skype was invented and we had YouTube and things, I started doing things online because I have lived across the United States and I do have clients all over the world. So in order to accommodate that, it was much easier to go online. So this is not something that's new for me. The technology, although it's always changing, is not necessarily new for me either. I have a few more minutes before I have a client. So I wanna show you very quickly one of the things that, that we do to give you a taste of the class. Of course, it's different when there are other people in the class because I really like everyone to participate. Everyone has a different background. Everyone has a different point of view. So what I see as one thing, you may see as something different. And getting all those different points of view helps you expand your horizon. This card is the chariot. It is card number seven in the Rider Waite deck. And as we look at this card and we look at all the detail there, what we generally do is start at the top and in the front of the card and then we move back and down. So the first thing we see is the number. The number is seven. Seven is the number of harmony. It's a number of balance. It could be that you're finally finding balance or that this is the card of looking for balance depending on where it falls. The background is yellow. What does yellow mean? Take a second, take a deep breath, close your eyes, and what are the words that come to your mind when you think of yellow? Yellow is associated with things such as intelligence and being bright and sunlight and happiness. And at the same time, being yellow means that you're a chicken or you're afraid that there's, it's the color of cowardice. So how can you look at yellow and it's got these two very opposing meanings? That's why we're using our intuition. Because in one reading, you might be looking at this and telling someone that they need to overcome their cowardice. And in another, you may be looking at this and telling someone that they're going to have a bright idea that's going to come to fruition. Every time you read your cards, your meanings are going to change depending on the situation and the person and their placement. So there's a lot going on. Then as we move down the card, we see that he's in the chariot. I mean, that's the name of the card, but look at the chariot. It kind of looks like 
first thing that comes to mind, he looks like he's on a stage. And if you look at the way he's dressed and the way he's standing there, he kind of looks like he is making some kind of a, uh, a show of it. When we look at his clothes, we see that he has many different symbols in his clothing. So the first thing, the most obvious thing is that he looks like he's dressed for battle. He has like an armor plate on, his arms are covered, he's got this skirt on. If we look closer, we see that the skirt has all these different astrological symbols on it. We also see uh, planetary symbols. We look at his arms and the way they're dressed, that almost looks like the sea. It's kind of interesting looking. It's like, is he Titan? Who's he supposed to be? There's not a lot of water around, although there is water in the background. Then we look and we see he has moons on either of his shoulders. One is smiling, one is not. Again, this is telling you this may be something theatrical. We look at the curtains and they're filled with stars. Stars can mean dreaminess, reaching for something, reaching for the stars. We move further down and we see that it's kind of interesting the way he is contained in his chariot. He kind of disappears. It's not like the chariot's in front of him. It's almost like he's encased in it. He's standing still. He's holding a scepter and his other hand is just resting. We see that there are no reins that go to these two sphinx. The sphinx are opposite colors, black and white, the subconscious and the conscious, feminine and masculine, severe, severity and mercy. Then we look behind him and we see there is water between him and the castle and the, the town behind him. Is he protecting it? Is he trying to get out of it? We see that because he does not have reins, how is he gonna control his sphinx? And are they really pulling his chariot? As we answer all these questions, we then are given more and more opportunity to dig into the card and what its meaning is. We learn about symbolism, like the sun with the wings. It's a, a symbol of triumph. It means you can overcome anything that comes your way. It is the sun god, Ra. It's also Mercury. Then we have the little symbol there, and I'll let you guess that one for yourself. As you can see, if we really wanted to, we can go more into depth in this card. What we're gonna do is have a basic knowledge of the meaning of the card as we see it and what each piece represents. So as we move forward and we see like there are other cards with yellow in the background, what does that mean? Now we already learned about yellow. We're looking for symbolism. We're looking for stories. By the end of the course, as I said, you're able to read any deck that you want. 
So on the last day, generally what we do is we read for one another. I sometimes bring in old students. And we will also bring in like friends and relatives to get free readings from the students. And at that time, you can read any deck that you want. You don't have to use the Rider Waite. If you would like more information, please visit me on Facebook at Soul of Tarot, my page. My name is Geraldine St. Joseph. My website is GeraldineStJoseph.com, G-E-R-A-L-Y-N, Geraldine, S-T-J-O-S-E-P-H.com. I have lots of classes and lots of exciting things for you. If you're interested in helping me and supporting me in making more videos, I also am on Patreon. And I am associated with Paris Study here in Pennsylvania. Many blessings, stay safe, stay healthy, and remember to always use your intuition. Mahalo.